Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. But I didn't know God. And I wasn't serious with God. I was obeying the law of conscience to a reasonable degree. Certainly, I wasn't, I was no angel. <laughs> Talk to me. You know, I was the bo- one of the boys. <laughs> Let me just say it nicely. Everything boys did, I did it. <laughs> Let's just leave it like that. Amen. It's under the blood of Jesus now. But if boys did it, I did it. Except hemp. I didn't do that one. <laughs> I never did that one, you know. But if boys did it, I did it, you know. But I was, I was just, just a nice guy, you know. I was, you know, I was I, from the Bible. I now understand, you know, someone like Enoch, and there are a lot of people like that who are like that today. That's one of the reasons why we're preaching these prophetic messages because they have present truth application. You know, who are good people, good in quotes, people like. Enoch, people like Cornelius, people like Abimelech, people who have integrity of heart. They, they don't do bad things unless maybe under serious pressure. Someone like me, for example, I wouldn't lie normally. But <laughs> under certain conditions, I will lie. It's the truth. You know, I, I, was, I was nice. But under certain conditions... There were certain things I did that I was ashamed of that I should never have done. But you know, boys will be boys. So, there are lots of people who are like Enoch today who are obeying the law of their conscience. It is written of them in the book of Romans. He said, when the Gentiles, and I was a Gentile, I'm no longer a Gentile, I'm now a Jew. But a spiritual Jew. I'm not a physical Jew. You know, when the Gentiles, which have not the law, do by nature, that's what I was doing when I was giving my things out and I was nice to my friends, you know, even with girlfriends. I used to tell people, I said, look, don't tell the girl a lie. If you're not going to do something, you know, tell her the truth. I say, what is your sister? I wasn't born again, who? Ah, I was, you know, well, I was saying, I say, if I won't do that to my sister, I won't do that. I won't, don't tell them lies. Don't be going with this one and then go with that one and go with that one. I said, mm, don't do that. Be straight. I used to be like that. You know. So I was obeying the law of conscience, not perfectly. No sinner can obey the law of conscience perfectly because of the sin nature. But I was doing it, let's say, reasonably. Maybe 50%, 60%. You know. And many people are like that. And I'm sure Enoch was like that. Then I got born again. I'll tell you about Enoch. And even after I got born again, I got filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, I started praying in tongues. I stopped all the things boys do. I stopped all of that. You know. And, you know, I, I was bumbling along. I was, I was a good Christian. I was praying. I was reading my Bible, doing all of that. Then God told me one day, he said, you're not serious. 
felt insulted. As if I'm not sure who's serious. At that time, I come to Nigeria, left London, everything. So he said, "What's uh, kinetic energy?" I told him. He said, "What's Philippians for it?" I was struggling with it. I I didn't have it at my fingertips, like I had the physics at my fingertips. Then he said, "See, you're not serious." I understood immediately what he was saying. I was not applying the same priority, consecration, dedication to my study and practice of God's word that I had been applying to my academic work. I changed from that day till today. Enoch. That's what happened to him. Knew God, obeying his conscience to some degree, but he wasn't serious. Then he had a son. His name Meth- Methuselah. Methuselah's name means, I checked the original Hebrew, it means man of the dot. It also means, all Bible commentators will tell you this, you see it in uh, Dick's Bible and many of them, when he's dead, the flood will come. Apparently, when Methuselah was born, a revelation came that God was going to bring a flood of judgment to the earth when Methuselah dies. So they had entered, watch this, the generation of the flood. And Enoch was aware of it. Changed him. Potential Enochs. I didn't say eunuchs. <laughs> I said Enochs. Born again and not born again. You can be a born again Enoch and you can be an Enoch that is not yet born again. I want you to know you are in the generation of the flood. I said this last time. We are in the last of the last days. There are only three last days. We're taking a day to be a thousand years. The first two have passed. We're in the last of the last days. Then we're in the last generation of the last days. If you have that revelation, you'll be like Enoch. You will change. You'll not just be a nice guy like I was. You'll not just be a good guy, you know, who was, you know, obey the law of conscience to some degree. You will start taking God seriously. And so that's what happened to Enoch. He started after 65 years. Then I have a footnote on this 65 years. Incidentally, I'm going to be 65 this year. I don't know what that means. I, I don't think it has any surprise. It may, I don't know. You know? But God had all those ages recorded in the Bible as a instruction, as an encouragement. The Bible says, whatsoever things were written, were written for our learning, that we through the comfort and the patience of the scriptures might have hope. Let me give you hope. Say, oh, Pastor Lupi, you know, I didn't know God. I've not done this. I'm 65 years old. It's not too late. The God that did it for you now could do it for you. That's why it's called his testimonies. 
But I'm going to extend that. There was another guy. We're going to read about him. We're going to re- hear about him in some weeks' time. His name is Abraham. He was called at 75. Again, like Enoch, he was a nice guy. Obeying the law of conscience, but he didn't know God. So God had to take him out of a, of a pagan culture to make him the father of many nations. Oh, let's give Father Abraham a super clap. Of that's another guy. Whoa! That's another, that's another great, great man. Great man. You know? But he was an ordinary guy just like you and I. He was just, you know, obeying the law to the best that he could. See, what God looks at is the heart. All generations. Then there was another guy. His name is Moses. He wasn't even called on. He was 80. All that he did when he was 40, he did it flesh. He didn't, he didn't know God. He just felt that the Egyptians were unjust to be oppressing the Hebrews. That he was thinking from a purely human standpoint. So he killed an Egyptian. Then the same Pharaoh knew, so he ran away to the land of Media. He was there for 40 years. A prince of Egypt. A potential heir to the throne of Egypt. Mighty in words and deeds. And he was reduced to looking after sheep. Can you look at the drop? There's a guy who's he's a king. I mean, prince of Egypt. He lived in opulence. You know, he, he, he built treasure cities. He was a great architect. He was certainly a great statesman. The Bible says he was mighty in words and deeds before, you know. I didn't know God. At the age of 80, God gives him a revelation in the burning bush and turned him. What is the message to this generation? I don't care if you are 12, 20, 30, 40, 65, like me or Enoch, 75, 80, or 100. It really doesn't matter now. Like Enoch, like Abraham, like Moses, if you will respond to this prophetic message and to the word of God, God can make a great saint out of you and fulfill a great destiny for your life. That is the lesson we learn from Enoch's, so the record of Enoch and Abraham and, and, and Moses in particular, you know, and many others too. But, you know, those ones got to know God much later in their lives. They were good people. That's why I use my own life as an example. They were people who were, you know, the best ways. They were obeying the law of conscience to a good degree. Not, not perfectly. They couldn't because they were sinners. But they obeyed it to a good degree. And God took note of it. And then God began to work in the background like he did in my own life. Began to work in the background and got them to where he could get them born again. When I look at my own experience, you know, I know it's not unique to Olubi Johnson. I know it's, God does the same in every life, you know. But I can just use my own example, you know. God knew I wouldn't listen. God knew me. 
You know, I won't listen when I'm with all my friends and everything. So he takes me to Ecom. Can you believe that, Pastor Gwega? No people don't know where Ecom is. Trust me, it's on the map. <laughs> Amen. It's 15 kilometers from the Cameroonian border. I'm sure it's more, more developed now. Back in those days, they didn't even have light. They had no electricity in Ecom. So my school was one of the few places I was teaching Holy Child College in Ecom, in my youth call. was one of the few places where we would get, and they would put on the light at 6 o'clock in the evening, and they would take it off at 6 o'clock. We had a generator. So there was no, there was no Nepal. We were not connected to the national grid. That was where God would catch somebody like me. I was not in Calabar. I was not in Ibadan. I was not in Lagos where I have all my friends going to party. I won't hear. So it takes me to Ecom. Far from all my friends. Ecom, we used to ride uh, Harley Davidson from Ecom to Calabar. You know, we go through Ugep, Ububra, Akankpa, you know, and all these places. You know, it takes you three hours. We used to do it, you know, crazy boys. <laughs> you know, just because I want to go to a party. Can you imagine? I ride a bike from Ikom to Calabar. <laughs> yes! So, where is happening? Because nothing's happening in Ikom. <laughs> Stupid boys. But, you know, God knew my heart. And he was merciful. Kept me. Looked after me. Then towards the end of my youth call, began to speak to me. I didn't know it was God at first. Say, you know what? You know how are you going to make it in life? How are you going to be a success? That was what led me to Christ. Then I began to read uh, about uh, um, what's his name, Onassis uh, and Paul Getty. I read their autobiographies, and I discovered they were failures. They didn't have good lives. They had five wives and divorce. I said, ah, this one is not a success. So I now began to, you know, someone said, there was one of the Christians, obviously wasn't a serious Christian, because he used to come to parties with us and misbehave, you know, but he was a Christian anyway, you know. And he said to me, I read the Bible. I said, of course I read the Bible. I have an A in Bible knowledge. That was the spark God needed. And then God now drew me out, and I got a Bible. And then I read Romans, and then I got born again. That's how it happened. God isolated me, and He knows what He's doing. Then brought me back to Lagos only for a few weeks. I was taken in prayer college. Pew, I'm back in London. Then I rededicate life to God, and then the church I'm going to is just behind my hostel. Only God can arrange that. Looking back now, I recognize. It was God. So, the Bible also says these things about Enoch. Turn with me in he, to Hebrews chapter 11. Paul is quoting Genesis. And look at verse 5. How many people are still on my side? I didn't see your hand though. Uh, wave, wave, wave. Then if you're on the Lord's side, give him a clap. Amen. Now it's not for me, it's for the Lord. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found. 
Because God had translated him. This is the record of Enoch. Enoch represents a type of a generation of men who will walk with God and will not die physically and be taken to heaven. We call it the rapture. Enoch was the type. He was the prototype. He was the first that it happened to. And it was written for admonition unto whom the ends are come. We are that last generation. We are destined. It is our destiny to walk with God and we are not. There is a question hanging in the air. Will you? It's not compulsory. Just depends on what you will do. That's why these prophetic messages are coming. Is to challenge you. To inspire you. If God did it for Enoch in the Old Testament, he can do it for me today. Jude chapter 1 verse 14. I'm going to give you a mind-blowing scripture. Jude, who's still on my side? Good. Jude, there's only one chapter in Jude. So if anybody says Jude chapter 2, you know it's from the devil. <laughs> Jude chapter 1 is verse 14. Talking about Enoch. And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam. So if you're looking at the chronology, if you're looking at the genealogy, Enoch is the seventh generation from Adam. Seven is God's number for completion. Hmm. Prophesied. Don't you never say Enoch prophesied. Hello, Enoch. If you're going to be an Enoch, you're going to have to prophesy. We're going to look at that before we close. If you don't prophesy, you're not an Enoch. Enoch prophesied. But don't let me make that difficult. Let me just quickly say, because you know, some people, they, all get, they get all kind of bent out of shape when they hear these kind of things. Every Christian is supposed to prophesy. <laughs> so every, if you're born against preferred Christian, you should prophesy. I'll show you in a minute. You know? And Enoch prophesied of these saying, behold, behold, revelation. Enoch had revelation. The Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints. Enoch saw the end time. Give him another super clap, offering. What a guy. We're talking about all this long before Moses. He prophesied. He saw by revelation. Simply because he made a decision, Pastor G, at the age of 65 to walk with God. How many of us have made that decision? I didn't say decision to be born again. I said a decision to walk with God. Do you take God seriously? Let me correct that. How seriously do you take God? Most of us don't take God that seriously. God is an insurance policy to get to heaven. So, like I shared on Christmas Day, we put him in the garage. Put him with the animals and all of that. So, so long as he's there, we know we're going to heaven. But it's too expensive. It's going to cost me too much of my time and too much of the things I like for me to put him in the presidential suites. That's why many of us are not like, you know, 
not like Enoch yet. But by the end of this message, I expect you to start becoming more like Enoch. He prophesied. He saw by revelation the coming of the Lord. And he knew God was going to come. He saw the rapture. Ha! You know why Enoch saw? He saw the book of Revelation. Revelation chapter 17. It says, and he came back on a white horse. Do you understand? With ten thousands of saints, you know, and their clothing was clean and white. Hallelujah. And the Bible tells us, you know, and they that were with him were chose, called, chosen, and faithful. Enoch saw it. Another clap offering for Enoch. What a guy. Hallelujah. Woo! Verse 15. That the Lord is coming with 10,000 of saints. I'm going to be in that 10,000. I'm going to. I've made up my mind. Hallelujah. Whatever it's going to cost, I'm going to give it. By the grace and the mercy of God. Not by myself, but by the grace and the mercy of God. I want to be, uh, I'm not going to be on the other side. You know, the day Jesus is coming back, there are going to be two sets of people. There will be those who are behind him that are coming with him. And then there will be those who are on the earth that are seeing him come. Those ones, the Bible says, they will cry and say, let the rocks fall on us. And, and, and save us from the great day of his wrath has come. Then there are the those of us who are behind him who are executing judgment. Hallelujah! Which side are you going to be on that day? Hmm. To execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds. Which they have ungodly committed. The Bible is an interesting book. He uses that ungodly. He keeps using it. Showing that they didn't paint God. That they have ungodly committed. And of all their hard speeches with ungodly I've spoken against him. You know, God is recording everything. Everything. Attitudes, words, actions. And he's going to execute judgment. Enoch saw it. And prophesied about it. Long before the book of Revelation. I is a guy I want to be like. Hello, somebody. Today, I'm, going, I'm reading what God gave me as I was preparing. The prophetic word of the coming of the flood of the glory of God should make present day Enoch's start walking with God. Irrespective of their age. Don't you say, oh well, Enoch 65, I have time. I'm only 20. I can mess around for another 45 years, then I'll walk with God. It would be too late. I don't even think we have, we have 30 years. I'm talking to the rapture. Then to the end of the tribulation, looking at 37. Maybe 40 years. Then the end of tribulation, when Jesus returns physically. We're looking at 2056. You know, about, I'm not saying exactly 2053, because here we're 2024. If the glory of God starts in 2025, as we expect it to, you know, they go 21 years, it takes 2046. Seven years of tribulation takes 2053. These are prophetic shadows. I'm not giving exact dates and times. Nobody knows the day or the hour. But, you know, it just gives you a time frame. Because when you have the time frame, then it will not come upon you as a thief. 
If you don't know the time and season, it can come to you as a surprise. The Bible says, you are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. Why? Because you should know perfectly the times and the seasons. Which is what I'm sharing with you. So, you know, he's coming. So, you're looking at 28 years. 30 years. So, you say, oh, I'm 20. You know, I don't need, you know, let all the, pastor, be all the old men, 65, let them be walking with God. Let me enjoy sin. Number one, there's no enjoyment in sin. You're very foolish. There's only one thing sin gives is death. The wages of sin is death. Don't let anybody, don't let anybody fool you when you are 12 or 14 or 17 or 20 and say, you need to enjoy your life a little bit. <laughs> it's not an enjoyment. It would destroy your life. And the times in which you're living are worse than the times in which we lived. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies, and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you, and God bless you.